And if you're really out here trying to live the life that you said that you're going to do, then live that life. Stop making excuses. Stop self-sabotaging. Stop putting yourself in harm's way. Stop being your biggest enemy. It ain't the enemy coming after you. It's you coming after you. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the Dip community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress. And this is episode number 22. This is This episode is called Stop Running, okay? Y'all, I know it's been a minute. We don't need to rehearse the rehearsable because clearly I'm flawed. I am not consistent. I am terrible because that's just how I've been moving. It's like... I'll have these seasons where I'm super serious and I'm focused in on what it is that God has told me to do. And then something or someone comes into my life and I get distracted and then I start slacking off. And y'all, I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do something, I'm doing it 110%. And that's regardless if it's bad or good. So when I'm doing good, y'all, it's 110. I'm giving my best. But when it's bad, y'all, mm, Lord, I don't skip out on completely screwing things up. So like I... I don't know. I really just have to, yeah, I'm not even about to make any excuses. I'm terrible. And that's just that on that. Okay. Um, everybody that's terrible does have opportunities to grow, but this episode is about us and the folks like me who keep running from what it is that God has called them to do because you're lazy. I think that's just a pure point blank. Like that's all I can say is that I am lazy. I am lazy And my why isn't strong enough because I constantly forget why I am doing what I'm doing. Um, And that's because I I need to really stay steadfast on what it is that God has called me to do. But that's neither here nor there. The title of this episode is to stop running. Okay, so who's been running? I've been running y'all clearly I've been running I've been running from the word I've been running from instructions I've been running from the season that God has called me to be in uh because he's asking me to do something y'all that I don't want to do like he's asking me to face one of my greatest fears and my greatest fear in life is to be alone like I don't want to be alone I don't want to be by myself we can call it childhood trauma. We can label all the little worldly labels on it. But at the end of the day, I just know that I do not like to be alone. So when God is calling me to a season of loneliness, and it's not even loneliness because I'm never truly alone. Like he's constantly reminding me that he will be here the whole time throughout the process, but he needs me to be in a season of singleness, singular, meaning one by myself focusing on what it is that I'm supposed to be focusing on. Me and my friends have been talking about planting new seeds because everybody's graduated. We're, we've been basically like six months into the new job, you know, living this real true adult life, which is totally trash. Y'all. Adulting is like who invented it and why? Because I should slap you, your mama and your auntie for even trying to push that thing on me. Okay. Okay. But anyways, so We out here, we adulting and things of that nature. And it is totally like, what is this? Um, Why are we doing this? You know, and we kind of just been doing the bare minimum. Like we've been working, we'll get off of work. I um, 
like most people, I work two jobs because I have expensive tastes and I need to save money. So I'll work a full time job nine to five and I'll get off and I'll work my other full time job from 6 p.m. to whatever time at night. And that's just that. And I will do that for five days out of week. So you talking to a woman who works 40 hours at one place and about 35 to 40 hours at another place. So I ain't got a lot of time. And that's really what I've been consuming myself with. Um, anytime that I try to add anything on top of that, like me trying to be consistent on my workouts, me trying to be consistent on cooking, me trying to be consistent on trying to read my word, all of this other stuff that I like to do naturally, I just couldn't do it during that period of time. Because anytime that I try to overextend myself, it was just too much on me, my mental health, my body and everything. And I just, I would crumble in all areas of life because I was just trying to do too much at one time. Are these excuses? Hell yeah, this excuses. And and hell ain't a bad word because it's in the Bible. So hell yeah, I'm making excuses. Right now on this dang old mic, I'm making excuses as to why I couldn't meet with the father every single day like I was instructed to. Why I couldn't get on this podcast every single day like I was, I was supposed to. Okay, because anything that you want to do, you make time to do it for. So why aren't you making time to do it for God? Okay, Holy Spirit, don't be trying to read me on the podcast in front of everybody. Okay, he said accountability accountability Tamika you need to start holding yourself accountable and everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice you need to start holding yourself accountable because ain't nobody else gonna do it we living in a real fake society especially us women I don't know about the guys but us women we get around our friends everybody tells us what we like to hear I got a few truth tellers in my pocket okay and they've been reading me you know but after a while you know only so many the outside can tell you what you've been doing wrong because you already know what's wrong so a good friend gonna say it once or twice but she gonna let you do your thing and she gonna remind you every now and then but it's not their responsibility to hold you accountable you got to take accountability before you can be held accountable so I'm just encouraging everybody to hold yourself accountable because ain't nobody else gonna do it And if you're really out here trying to live the life that you said that you're going to do, then live that life. Stop making excuses. Stop self-sabotaging. Stop putting yourself in harm's way. Stop being your biggest enemy. It ain't the enemy coming after you. It's you coming after you, Tamika. I'm talking to myself. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody else, but I'm talking to myself. It's me. I keep self-sabotaging my own self, and I don't understand why I'm doing it, but I need to stop because the... I know guys call me the great things. I know I, I've seen the vision. I've seen exactly what it is that he's wanting me to do. And I'm just grateful that he's still even talking to me, y'all, because I was seriously coming to my Bible in 2022, just thinking like, okay, like I kind of been listening to what he's been telling me, but I haven't been 110 doing it and delayed, delayed obedience and procrastination. And I'll put it off for tomorrow. It's still disobedience, guys. You're still being disobedient. And good things don't come to those who are being disobedient to what it is that the Lord has told them to do. So stop being disobedient. And I'm sorry, I'm probably talking really fast because this is just basically a self-talk to myself about how I need to start holding myself accountable and to stop running from the Lord. Some of y'all probably like, okay, girl, so when are you going to get to the word? Well, the word that I landed on on Tuesday was Joshua chapter one. So... Everybody, hopefully, if you don't know, I'm about to give you a little background story. So Moses, in in the beginning, it's in Genesis. Is it in Genesis? Don't let me lie to you. Um, Moses was instructed to go set the Israelites free. 
the first time he went out there, the Israelites was like, bro, we ain't going with you. That's not happening. We like to be slaves. We going to stay here. And so Moses was like, okay, cool. Shoot. God, they ain't listening to me. I ain't going back there. And he waited like 40 years before he actually went to go set them free. Because the first time that he went to go do what God had told him to do, the people had rejected him and said, no, we ain't leaving. They were too scared. They didn't believe him. So God let Moses do his thing. Moses done had kids. He done, you know, gained wealth. He done lived his life. And here come God coming back up to him again saying, hey, Moses, I told you to do something. You didn't do it. The task is still needs to be done. I'm calling you to go set the Israelites free. So Moses ends up going back to set them free. They finally follow him this time. But this time, as they're following him, they're in the wilderness for 40 years. But let's pause right there because I'm dealing with that situation now. And it's like, y'all be thinking that, okay, y'all getting these seasons where y'all like really going strong with God. Y'all meeting with him every day. Y'all know the vision and plans that he has for your life. You following directions and the steps and you just being obedient like you should, right? And then you fall off. And then when you fall off, you find yourself in a season again where you're rejuvenated. You're ready to follow him again. And you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. But damn, you got to start over again. Now I got to start over because everything that I did the last time, it all went to crap. So now I got to start over. But the thing is, you starting over with the same task. The task never changed. God continues to come back and give you the same task, y'all. I don't know if this ain't your story, but it definitely is my story, y'all. I am still been given the same task the task is to be consistent on this dang old podcast meet with him every single morning and make sure that I'm living a life according to how he wants me to but this task has just been a little bit more detailed because now I got to do it in isolation because clearly when I'm trying to do the right thing and being out here in these quote-unquote streets or you know in this world I ain't doing I get distracted easily the enemy can just come in send other people in my life and I just fall off completely so if you like me and God has called you to do something and you can carry out the task, but you get distracted easily, uh, it's time for you to go ahead and to get some hibernation, okay? You need to be living singular, like I have been called to live singular so that you can get what it is that needs to be done, done. And that's just that on that. So back to the story. So Moses goes, God comes back to Moses after 40 years and was like, look, I gave you this instructions for the years ago. Yes, they denied you this time. Go back with these instructions. Show them that the Lord is with you. He goes out there. He frees the Israelites. They listen to him this time. And now they're in the wilderness waiting to be delivered to the promised land. They in the wilderness for 40 years, y'all. And the reason why they was in the wilderness for 40 years is because the people weren't ready to receive the blessing that the Lord had gave them. They were literally walking in circles around the promised land they were literally on the edge of it Moses ends up dying he passes the torch the torch off to Joshua Joshua is responsible now to deliver the Israelites to the promised land Joshua gets in power and he does it in less than three days if I'm not mistaken somebody can correct me but from what I've read so far it only been three days 
and he gets he god gives him the instructions god told him to have courage and be strong and listen to my commands these are the instructions that i gave moses you need to instruct the people on how they need to move and this is how you guys are going to be able to conquer and receive the land that i promised you guys so he does exactly what the lord says he was obedient he told the people what they needed to know they they moved in accordance to how joshua had instructed them and everything was cool one thing that I want to highlight in the text, though, because I'm only in chapter four right now in Joshua. I just started reading. One thing that I want to highlight is one of the instructions that was given. They Joshua was finally able to see that they were near to the promised land, that they literally had been walking around it for the last 40 years. So he sent out two spies to go scout out the land to see like what the military, you know, the people were like. They didn't really have military back in the day, but you know what I mean. The army, like what's going on so that when they come to attack and take over the land that they have a good game plan. So the two spies went out there. They found a prostitute. Uh, Her name was Rahab. It's R-A-H-A-B. I probably said that wrong, but basically they they she hid them in her home one of the townspeople had found out that she was hiding the enemy in the home so they went to go telling her the king brought her up and asked her was she hiding somebody she was like no they did come by but they had ran out right before the town had closed her gates and she misled them into an opposite direction but the men were still in her home so she she made a deal with them this is what she said before the spies went to sleep that night Rahab went up to the roof to talk to them. She said, I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in this land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Shehon and OG and two Armonites kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above the earth and below. So this is my point. Because I had to shout when I had read that part because it's like, how did the enemy know how strong your God is? They ain't even been attacked yet. They don't even like they know that the the Israelites is coming for them, but they know that it's not just the Israelites that's coming for them. It's the Israelites in God. Like God is on their side. So when you really just out here being obedient, this is a thing too. the Israelites was disobedient to the Lord's word for 40 years. Really 80, if you want to take the first time that Moses went to go try to set them free and they denied him. So how can you be disobedient to God for 80 years and he's finally ready to deliver y'all and y'all finally being obedient and your enemies already scared of you? Ain't that a blessing? Ain't that a blessing? You ain't even really got to fight a hard fight because they already got the spirit of fear in them because they already know who you serve. They know who your daddy is. And that that was just encouraging to me because it's like the whole word for Joshua was to be strong and to be courageous, to have courage. And so I'm like, dang. All right, God, 
What you're telling me right now is that if I be obedient, even after I've been disobedient for the last 80 years, you still going to have my back and my enemies is going to know that you got my back because I ain't even got to say anything. I don't even have to be in a room with them. They already know what God has already done for me. And the victory is already mine. When somebody already is living in fear of you, y'all, come on, come on. You don't even say you don't even have to say anything. You don't even have to do anything for real, for real, because they're going to already trip up on their fear. Fear is the enemy that is attacked from the enemy and that will always lead to destruction. So I had to look up the word courage. I know what strong means. You know, all black women know what being strong is. OK, but that's neither here nor there. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. And so when God had delivered this word to me. It was specifically for me because he's telling me that I need to be strong and have courage in this season of singularity. Because my biggest fear is being alone. So if courage is having the ability to do something that frightens you, a.k.a. to be alone because it frightens me. That's what he's calling me to do. He's calling me to have courage to do what it is that God has called me to do. And not only is he doing that, but in this word, he's also showing me that I will be with you and everyone around you will know that I will be with you. So are you really alone? Are you really alone? So y'all got some work to do. I got some serious work to do. I have to stop procrastinating. I have to stop delaying obedience. I have to stop trying to do things my way because that's the thing. God gave these people instructions and it wasn't like they did it when they want to do it. It wasn't like they did it how they wanted to do it. When God gave them instructions this time, when Joshua told them, they did it. And they did it exactly how the Lord had instructed them to do it. And they got victory from it. That's the key point. Like God can give you instructions all day long, but when you start doing things your own way and you looking at God, why it ain't working for you? That's because you didn't listen, Linda. Listen, you can't expect the you can't expect the instructions to work because you altered them and thinking that you're gonna yield the same results that the God that that God has blessed you and told you that you was gonna have. That don't work like that. If you do it your way, you gonna yield your results, which is crap, because we already know. But when you do it the way that God has called you to do it, you ain't got to worry about that. It's going to the promise is going to be delivered exactly how he said it was going to be delivered because you did it exactly how he told you you should be doing it. Okay, that's one thing. The next thing is you trying to run around it. You trying to run away from it like me. She a runner. She a track star. Okay, running y'all. I mean, I ain't never ran so fast in my life and. I need to stop because I'm not yielding any good results doing it my way. I haven't been. And it, and I know. And that's the thing, too. Like the fear. Also, there's this thing called FOMO, fear of missing out. Y'all, you leave certain spaces and you go back to them same spaces. Guess what they're doing? They doing the same stuff that they was doing six months ago. Talking about the same stuff they was talking about six months ago entertaining the same bs that they was entertaining six months ago the world the being worldly is not that exciting everybody's stuck complaining about the same problems 
engaging in the same issues and doing the same stuff. You ain't missing nothing. Okay. You ain't missing nothing. And that's a message to myself, but to you, who's also afraid of really surrendering to what it is that God has called you to do. They doing the same stuff. How about this? Let's promise each other to give it six months, six months. This is, this is January. This is month one. So in June, we'll check back in with the world, see what the world doing. I'm telling you, they're going to be doing the same stuff. Have courage and be strong. Stop running. Stop running from what it is that God has called you to do, Tamika and everybody else that's listening. Surrender. It's going to be hard the first couple of weeks. It's never easy. But you can do this. I can do this. And that's all I have, guys. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.